0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business is powered by Bosbule.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, good morning I'm Roshan Kanesan and welcome to Open for Business. Founded in 2015, Flexi Storage was established to provide hassle-free and flexible self-storage services for homes and businesses here in Malaysia Founded by Desmond Howe and Alex Lee, this startup hoped to provide a solution for folks who were caught between freeing up much-needed space in their homes and having to get rid of items that maybe they weren't ready to part with just yet. Eight years later the company has provided secure and flexible Storage for personal and business use to more than 1,600 customers offers over a thousand self storage units spanning over 85,000 square feet of gross floor. Area so certainly a lot of growth in the last eight years and most notably of all, it's now known as StoreHub Self Storage Malaysia following a majority stake acquisition by Singapore's largest self storage operator, StoreHub Group. To walk us through the eight-year journey, what this acquisition means for them and what lies ahead with StoreHub now in the picture, we're joined by StoreHub Self Storage Malaysia's CEO Desmond Howe and CEO Alex Lee, the co-founders of the company formerly known as Flexi Storage. Uh, Gentlemen, welcome to the show. How are you both feeling this morning? Very good and good morning and thank you for inviting us to here. Thanks, Roshan, for inviting us as well. Good good vibes this morning. I know it's a bit of a greyish morning out there, but hopefully that hasn't dampened your mood today. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) So let's, you know, before we talk about the big news, of course, we have to focus on the acquisition, what that means for your company going forward. But let's track back a little bit. Um, And firstly, give us a sense of... What led you both down this path back in 2014, 2015, right? Why, why self-storage solutions? Maybe we need to, uh Desmond Howe.
1: Uh, maybe I need to put a little bit backwards. Um, go further back. Go further back. <laughs> when, when both of us, we were still um, uh, studying in Australia, we get to know self-storage, this idea over there. Uh, of course, uh, uh, over there, it is very common in Australia. But then... Um, over the time uh, over the time we finish our studies we come back to Malaysia both of us we always wanted to start business together we always have a lot of business idea a lot of thoughts start a lot of type of uh, I mean a lot of kind of business but never one never one of it triggers until one day there was this one day uh, Alex brought the magazine we meet up each other in one of the coffee shops so the magazine is uh, showing about self-storage that's happening in Hong Kong. Mm. Those days, there was uh, very less information in Malaysia and also very less reference. So what we do is, uh, I mean, with the, with, with the magazine showing all the information, it attracts us. So that kicks off something. So both of us, we start to uh, gather more information, but that time was very limited over there. So there was like, uh, 20, that was like twenty. That the time of twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen. About that time in between. So what, what do we do uh, uh, when we want to get more information? We uh, we travel to Hong Kong wow. to join the self storage expo. So that was in uh, two thousand thirteen, if I'm not mistaken. Then in two thousand fourteen, we travel to Singapore as well to join the expo. That is how we gather more information and confident enough. Uh we see that this market, we, we want to try something new. And this is one of the business that you need very less manpower, but rely a lot on technology and it's self-storage, self-service. So we, we, we start th- started this
0: off in 2015. That is how we come into self-storage industry. When did you two meet? And when did this, you know, this need to, we want to start a business together. When did that start? 2011, 2012? Uh, I think it's uh, 2013, early of
2: 2013, mm. right? To, uh, close to roughly around roughly that time around so that time, yeah. it's
0: about like two three years of ideas Correct. and you kind of but you guys settled on self storage as an idea about 2014 ish and that's when you went to Hong Kong is that right yeah Correct. Yep. So, so from experience essentially you saw that there was a gap in the market because in malaysia self-storage is not a popular thing right it's something we see in the movies we yep. see you know american tv shows the gangsters have a <laughs> self-storage outlet and they go to get some stuff or the cia has a mm-hmm. safe house in the self-storage unit yeah. right uh but you are trying to bring that here mm-hmm. um why why have you is there a market demand here for this i mean obviously there is um how did you figure out that there was a market demand okay um let's think about back to eight years ago. Mm. I w-
2: I believe that the awareness is not there yet. And um, to start the business, you definitely need a lot of courage. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, okay. Why both of us have the um, kind of courage and we see the potential in self-storage market in Malaysia, because we believe that populations in Malaysia is definitely going to grow. Urbanization is, you, you can't avoid. And, um, sp- uh, space of living getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. yeah, and we know property price is escalating. Yeah, all these factors give us a lot of confidence in the malaysia's South Storage market. We believe people's more uh, they def- definitely need times need space to store their items. So we can see the potential. That's a gap in between, and not many people's known about South Storage at the time. I think one of the biggest challenges we face at the time is. Industry awareness, so it's not so much about competition yet. It's that something that more than I would say at that time ninety nine percent people you would tell them what is self storage, they don't know what's that. Probably they know what is warehousing, they know what mm. is uh, like a factory storage. So we spend a lot of times and uh, also uh, face a lot of challenge when we overcome that. So more and more customers referrals from the customers that give us a lot of confidence. So throughout the the, the experience, the journey
0: that uh, we learn a lot of things from through that. Yeah, and. Um, over the last eight years of building this, maybe give us a sense of like, how did this start, right? How did you, you know, how did you build out your first self storage unit? That like, I'd be curious to learn a little bit about that. Um, in two thousand
1: fifteen, so uh, like I say, we we get a lot of idea from the expo. Yeah. So we get 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 to know some contacts and some suppliers for the steel. So we also add a lot lot of advice from all the operators around the world because that expo, you will see a lot of operators around the world. Mm -hmm. Then a lot of them, they are very kind enough to give us some ideas on how to start. And of course, uh, end of the day is both of us, our courage. So what do we do is um, we get all the suppliers And we do our local studies, where is the suitable location, where is the strategy locations. So uh, our very first location when we started off, it is in PJ. When we first started off, it is uh, very challenging because it is very difficult to tell your friends and your family what kind of business you are starting mm. and how do they support you mm. so for example like you've got a friend that doing f&b business is very easy to support them and you just go there to i mean and buy food. and buy yeah. <laughs> food, stuff like that but for self-storage it is very very niche market and those people that need self-storage uh usually they uh they, they're facing some problems such mm. as having house renovation this is what we think those days like mm. shifting house uh shifting office stuff like that but as time go by, uh, we also get a lot of uh, experts from uh, 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 I mean the other uh, operator in mm. the world. They say that actually uh, self-storage uh, is very unique. A lot of people need it uh, not only by having all this uh, shifting house, shifting, uh, shifting office, stuff like that, but it's also like in Singapore, people treat that as uh, like a, a second home, like, like a, a needs, yeah. because usually the house there is small.
0: There's a lack of space there, right? highly urban, lack of space. Um, What was the size of the first uh, self-storage facility? How many units did you guys build out that time? The first one when we
1: built out is about, uh, we have about 300 units of storage. Mm. It's about 15,000
0: square feet. How how did you fund that venture? Did you you have angel investors at that point or did you have to go and get a loan? Oh, that is the thing. So everything was (laughs) self-funded during the initial stage because...
1: uh, you cannot get uh, fund when this industry is uh, very new yeah. in Malaysia. When you go to the bank, we also have some difficulty do, uh, when we go to the bank. Uh, when they ask, what what are you doing? We are doing self-storage. So the closest thing that we can tell them, it is warehousing. Mm. So then we need to put a bit more effort in telling them what is actually that. Then after some time, then they're all right with it. Then slowly as we progress, 2015, so 2017, we have another one. Uh, goes along 2019 the third one and also now you have over over a thousand uh toys units
0: covering 85,000 square feet um now all this this journey of yours over the last eight years has now seemingly paid off with Starhub entering the picture, uh, taking a ma- majority acquisition in the company, and now with this rebrand here, um, can you give us a sense for the size of the valuation of the deal here, and you know whether there's an appetite for Starhub to take to do a full takeover? Because typically, what I hear from other players who've had a majority stake acquisition is that this is the first of much more to come from the bigger company.
2: Uh, okay, uh, well, um, unfortunately, I can't disclose the value Is right now. Is there something there? Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh, uh, definitely it's not a hand wash and we go away thing. It's mm. a, it's a as, as you just mentioned, it's a majority uh, acquisition. Stick, yeah, yeah stake acquisition. So um, we definitely got to stay in the, uh, in the, in the uh, still remain some stakes. And of course, we want to grow the pie bigger. That's our intention. So that's the reason we, 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 di- we did this M&A. It gives us a lot of confidence with StoreHub's uh, store hub's company coming, and also um, definitely uh, store hub has no plan to acquire the balance date, yeah. Because they believe into the um, locals' knowledge and the local entrepreneurs, it gives us more motivations when we st- uh, when we still have shares in the companies.
0: Yeah. So this plays. Does this then play uh, act as a way for you to grow the Malaysia operations? Then is this basically a way for Store Hub indirectly to grow its regional footprint? Yeah. Uh, I think it's footprint, definitely footprint, mm. yeah. So there is a growth element here for them and they want you in for the longer longer term. Yes, yes.
2: And they believe in the local knowledge. That's that's how StoreHub do things in, in other countries as well. So whenever they enter into a new country, they will definitely hire and also work together with the local players. That's the same thing they did in Japan and China as
0: well, Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alex, Desmond, don't run away just yet. Uh, We've got more to get into, but we've got to go into a few messages. Folks, I've been speaking with StoreHub Self Storage Malaysia's CEO, Desmond Howe, and COO, Alex Lee. I'm Roshan Karnison. You've been listening to Open for Business. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Books. FIGURINES, MOVIES, BFM 89.9, THE BUSINESS STATION. OPEN FOR BUSINESS IS POWERED BY BOSBOLLE.COM, MALAYSIA'S FIRST ONLINE COMPANY SECRETARY. Hey, folks, welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Khanasan, and this morning I've been speaking with StoreHub Self Storage Malaysia's CEO Desmond Howe and COO Alex Lee, the co founders of the company formerly known as Flexi Storage. Uh, gentlemen, before we went to a few messages, we were talking a little bit about the Acquisition or the majority stake acquisition by uh, Store Hub Group. Now, bef- beyond market expansion, which is clearly a goal for them, what can you tell us about the value or maybe even the role that Store Hub Group sees in acquiring this majority stake here in Flexi Storage? What was the value that they saw in you? I think I would say one of the most important is the local
1: knowledge, and we have eight years experience in self-storage Malaysia. Uh, not only that, I think uh, we have also outperformed do, uh, even during the pandemic, which we have uh, over 90% of occupancy. So uh, the performance tells the, the data, tells the thing. I mean, uh, the confidence with, with StoreHub to us is mostly myself and Alex, our passion towards self-storage and our passion to grow in Malaysia which is also the same as what they want to want to have it in Malaysia, which they really want to grow more footprint in Malaysia.
0: Um, you know, when we look at the other markets where the, these are thriving, so Singapore, Hong Kong, uh, Australia, so I'm presuming Melbourne, Sydney areas, these are very urban areas, right? Um, do you see a similar um, need here in Malaysia? I mean, yes, KL is packed, but Malaysia does have quite a bit of space, right? So is that the same market need for self-storage here? Um, yes, I would say pretty similar. Uh,
2: um, we will be mainly focused in Klang Valley area. area. Uh, there's still a lot of uh, uh, potential in uh, within the Klang Valley. And of course, uh, other than that, uh, in the next two to three years, we will also expand our footprints all the way to Penang mm-hmm. and also Johor as well. Yeah, Actually, uh, our expansion plan is to at least acquire six to eight more so-called... Um, uh, Owner-occupy properties in
0: the next two, two, two to three years within the Malaysia. Yeah. So you have your own acquisition plans ahead. Yeah. Um, what's the customer mix like? Because you know, it, uh, off the f- top of my head, I'm thinking homes, people who bought you know bicycles and things during the pandemic who can't fit them in, but also just because homes are smaller, people have less space to keep things, so self storage could be powerful. But as I was mentioned earlier, uh, e-commerce is a, also a possibility here. Right? So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I would
1: say, uh, yeah, we ha- we got a very strong growth of e-commerce user, especially uh, during the pandemic and post-pandemic. So what we have witnessed is uh, during the pandemic, uh, a lot of people that having those bricks and mortar business, having retail shop, they pivoting their business into e-commerce. So uh, it's very encouraging when th- during that time, it is a temporary solution for them when their business cannot be open, but then they have to still I mean, search for income on that, they pivot into e-commerce. We, would, we thought it is a temporary thing. But however, uh, we have witnessed a lot of them. Actually, now they have two business, retail and also uh, e-commerce business. And some of them even, they, they, I mean, they give up their retail business and they are full-time e-commerce now. We have seen their success. And uh, also Malaysia, there's a lot of micro-entrepreneurs that uh, start their business in, they call it one-man show business. As the business grows, self-storage actually um, uh, is a stepping stone for them because we provide the flexible storage, uh, also flexible term and also flexible size. So they, they actually, uh, they, they can choose which size they want to start their things because it is very convenient when our self-storage is 24 hour. And we have all the loading bay, uh, loading bay, and all the facilities for them to, uh, ease their is their delivery stuff like that to do the packing as well. Not only that, some of them they also uh, put it as a distribution point for them, so they can have some some of the stock in this facility, some of the stock in their other facities. So it's become like a very common thing for the e-commerce.
0: Yeah, is that the avenue for growth for this business then to cater to the e-commerce businesses?
1: Okay. Um other than the
2: e-commerce, actually, uh, um, <clears throat> uh, it's ver- uh, I would say the self-storage is actually very, in- uh, very suitable for the e-commerce player. Okay, we we plan to implement in the futures something like, um, kind of like um, a lifestyle sharing area. That, that's our plan but not, not sure yet <laughs> something that uh, our e-commerce player get to uh, share the space to repack their items you know get to like uh, go live through maybe TikToks or Instagram to, to, to sh- showcase their items so that's actually uh, our future plan so it will have more flexibility on that part so of like stuff. an
0: e-commerce studio in a way that's our plan. Yes, yeah. So you are looking at not just you know the products that you have now, which is self storage, but you're looking at value-added services, yep. other ways to bring people in. E-commerce seems to be this key avenue you're looking at here. Um, can you give us a sense of you know leading up to the you know pre store hub? What was revenue generation and growth like for you guys?
2: Okay. um... I probably I can share about the journey because uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't think we I, I'm going to disclose the, the revenue growth. But definitely, we have been doing very well since uh, 2015 until 2021, consistently growing. And our occupancy uh, has hit um, up to uh, above 90% from... I think 2018 onwards. So it gives us a lot of confidence in the Malaysia's uh, self-storage market. We even uh, uh, expand our existing site as well. So I think this is part of the reason I attract the attention from store hubs and um,
0: and, and actually uh, close the deal for this M&A as well, yeah. And how has business changed post M&A. Um, you've got a parent company now in Singapore, mm-hmm. but you guys still have a stake in the business. You have said you're here for the long term. What's changed in running the business on the day-to-day and in the long term? I mean, in terms of the long-term trajectory. Okay, uh, definitely, as what we just mentioned, expansions.
2: Okay, um, because previously we are more in a leasing model, properties. Okay, but now uh, after the swap came in, yeah, we are more focusing on the self-owned properties and definitely got to acquire our own aim blocks property as well. So that will be what we're focusing in the next few years. And with our own so-called uh, self-owned aim block properties, we get to implement more ESG kind of like uh, cultures and effort as well. So for example, we get to um, install the, let's say, the solar panels at our rooftops. So, and other than that, EV charges at our, our park bay. All this is very important to us, and 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 that's that's that's
0: really aligned our goal with StoreHub as well. Yeah. Now, it's no secret, M&A processes can be how do I put this nicely um, taxing for founders getting through it. Although it is oftentimes the one of the end goals for I mean businesses that have been built to sell. Um, what were the most significant challenges during this acquisition process, and the lessons learned from that, uh, so that you know maybe share a bit of knowledge with the other founders who are listening.
2: Um, okay. I believe um, this. First of all, this is just a majority stake acquired, Mm -hmm. not a total hand wash. Okay, so I would say um, this is just another new start, new journey to begin. Okay, Um, both of us. What we're looking forward is actually the next few years, but of course, before that, uh, uh, maybe just some sharings. Um, uh, You as we as an entrepreneur, as a founder, we need to know our positions and our so called our uh, our. um, business kind of advantages how far we want to go for what's the mnas can bring to us because for us we definitely want to grow bigger we want to grow the pie so um with this MA is definitely going to help us to expand our footprints all around malaysia and with the brandings from hubs it can help us a lot in terms of the industry awareness so we see definitely is a win-win situations so it gives us a lot of confidence
0: yeah um what are the KPIs for you guys in the next few years to justify this majority stake acquisition? What can you tell us about the expectations?
1: We plan to have more facilities around Klang Valley, definitely. This is, um, I mean, what we are targeting as well. Um, maybe in the future, we will further up to other states such as Johor
0: and Penang. So it's a market expansion that is definitely. the KPI from their end. Um, and. Now with Store Hub here, obviously you, you want to see synergies. There are going to be synergies. There's a brand presence that's stronger, uh, maybe even more financial muscle as well as you continue to grow. Um, what was the growth rate pre Hub and what do you expect it to be after this, with this acquisition, uh, this m and If you talk about
2: a growth rate, uh, we definitely... Um, uh, it's, w- let's focus on the expansion first. Okay, the expansion, as we mentioned, that we're definitely going to expand our footprints at least double up, yeah because we used to have three to four facilities so we're looking at in the two, two three years time at least we're aiming for ten to twelve facilities all around Malaysia A square foot change are we talking about doubling tripling it oh yeah definitely when you talk about square foot it will be much bigger sizes because uh, our, um, our we used to have close to about twenty thousands for one site but moving forwards in the futures um, it's much bigger than that it's at least three to four times bigger
0: yeah um with so store is clearly a big player right so they are in australia they're in china the japan south korea also as i'm not, if i'm not mistaken even in thailand so they've got uh regional and global presence offering uh, operating more than seventy thousand self self-storage units and they've got 7.1 million square feet of uh, facilities um in the longer term will store malaysia be playing a regional role for them
2: um I believe yes that's a yes for that and and this is very important but um but with that, they also believe into the locals knowledge and locals mm. ability as well, so they will always um come back to us they are very aggressively okay when I come to acquisitions other properties, but um they always come back to discuss with us, we run through everything together, and we also uh, went through everything with with our investment teams to to make sure every deals we are involved so I believe local knowledge still, still very important to them,
0: yeah. Right, and, and the growth drivers over the next one to three years, is that going to be basically based on e-commerce or are you seeing other things coming into the picture as well? I think mixture of
1: everything. So household, uh, SMB and e-commerce. So definitely this
0: is the, the main target. All right, uh, gents, to wrap up this conversation, I always like to take a, a bit of a mid- long-term a mid-term look right so let's look five years ahead from now uh, now with storehub in your corner what can we expect storehub malaysia self-storage to look like in five years time
2: i believe in five years time we will definitely be the dominant player in the markets hopefully <laughs> but we have uh, very confident of that and um, we hope that um, we can serve uh, all the neighboring uh, communities with our facilities. So in order to do that, we definitely have to have more facilities around uh,
0: Malaysia, within the Malaysia area. Yeah. And what do the facilities look like? Like, are we talking about just, you know, you were saying there are value added services there. Paint us a picture of what you see, the role of these facilities. Um, probably about more mixtures
2: about the services we can offer to our customers and also added value service. Um, we plan to bring in like uh, uh, not, not only self-storage, it's also called lifestyle storage. People store things because of like hobbies, Hobbies people, they store their bicycles, collections items, sports shoes, all this kind of lifestyle. And other than that, could be like wine storage. So with different type of uh, services and also storage products, uh, we get to attract different kind of crowd into the market as well. Yeah.
0: All right, uh, anything to add?
1: Yeah, um, I would say with the strong support from StoreHub. I think we are very confident to ex- expand more in Malaysia. And also, uh, not to mention that uh, StoreHub is a 20 years experience company. They they already done all the do's and don'ts that which they, they can just pass it to us. We, we minimise error. Most important is the people. We got a very, very good, hardworking and also expert uh, people from StoreHub that... They, they put a lot of uh, effort in helping us in Malaysia. So I would like to thank you all.
0: All right, folks, uh, on that note, uh, thank you both, uh, Desmond and Alex, for joining me today. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thanks. Folks, I've been speaking with Storage Hub uh, Storage Hub Self Storage Malaysia CEO, De- uh, Desmond Howe, and CEO Alex Lee, the co founders of the company formerly known as Flexi Storage. I'm Roshan Karnison. You've been listening to Open for Business. Keep it here to BFM 89.9. Are you open for business? Register your company with com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.